All right. Hey guys, um, this is episode seven, I believe. And this one is all about baby sleep. Um, I am recording this after I had already talked to Gina. And so this is a really good episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. Um, I will say that this is a little preface to the episode. This is not to make anybody feel bad in your choices to sleep train or otherwise. This is just for informational purposes. And this is an episode that I wish I would have had um, listened to or had available to me when I was pregnant or newly postpartum, along with all of the other good pages on Instagram and TikTok that I found while um, pregnant and newly postpartum. This is mostly just an episode to validate your choices to um, bed share or or to not sleep train your baby in general. Um, this is just letting you know to follow your instincts. And if it feels wrong, then it probably is. Um, I'm not judging anybody. We are not judging anybody if you sleep trained um, or if you are planning to. Um, this is just to let you know that there's another way if it doesn't feel right for you and um, your baby. So I obviously want to put that before you listen to this episode. Um, there's some talk about sleep training and it does have um, some, it can have some negative impacts on your baby. So that is just a little um, preface to the episode and I hope you guys like it. Gina is really fun to talk to, and um, I plan on having her back for an episode just on breastfeeding since the um, baby sleep talk took quite a lot of time to talk about. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and get some really good information out of it. Okay, so I know that you are an IBCLC, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that stand for? International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. International Board of what? Certified Lactation Consultant. Okay, cool. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know Gina, I started following her actually when I was pregnant. Um, I was doing like all the research on breastfeeding and I actually um, found you through Mama Wilder. So... <laughs> I was following her for a while. And then, um, she said something like the only breastfeeding advice I'll ever take is from your account. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to follow her. So I followed you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, the, and then I think I just noticed that you followed me back when we announced the crew was born and then you were like, Oh, I have a crew too. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. so cool. We both have boys named crew. So, oh. um, and then I feel like we just started like, talking to each other on Instagram and we have like very similar views on a lot of things and baby sleep is definitely one of them. Yes. I love it. I always love when I can find other like creators that I vibe with. And yeah. I, it's so funny because <laughs> my husband and I were cracking up at your pregnancy videos on TikTok. And then like, I saw oh, yeah. you and I was like, no way. And <laughs> of course I had to follow you back. But um, yeah, I was like, she's so fun. They're hilarious. And then I saw that like you were very like very maternal and nurturing. And I was like, I feel like I don't see that like at all anymore. Um, well, I think with creators, like 
I don't know. I feel like I hate the word influencer, but a lot of influencers, like when I found out that like Hunter Primo, I don't know if you follow her, but she co-sleeps with both of her babies. And when I found out that I was like, okay, she's huge. So like, I feel comfortable sharing my, like at first when, when we first started bed sharing, it was like four months, I think. And I was like really afraid to talk about it online. Cause I was like, oh my God, people are going to think like, I'm an idiot or, you know, there's just so much negative. They're not so like, Yeah. <laughs> they will say the meanest things to parents. And even when I had that one reel on bed sharing, I had someone comment something absolutely insane. I had to delete it. Like <laughs> immediately. There's always somebody. Yeah. Something about like, oh yeah. Um, some, something about say it's like people really just like suffocate their babies on purpose or something. And I'm like, I'm sorry. No, like <laughs> I hate no. that narrative. It's just so yeah. like, it's so closed minded. And uh, that's definitely from somebody like that comment was definitely made by somebody who had a successful sleep training experience because like I tried like when crew was like going through the four month regression, it was like, he just never got better. And I tried like I taking care of babies. She sent me like her whole course for free. And so like one, one night at 3am, like he's awake and I'm like scrolling through all of her pages, like, okay, sit back. Like, you know, you put him down and then you, you do all the shit and he just didn't, he didn't do well with it. And just, I would never let him cry it out. Like, I think I tried to let him cry for maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And I was like, this is actual torture. Like I just can't do it. So yeah. From what I know about taking care of babies, this is kind of like rebranded for a method. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of moms stop breastfeeding around four to five months um, that do that program. And, you know, it's not when you are breastfeeding, you have to be prepared to nurse you. You can't follow a schedule like you can't just. Like I got to nurse my baby every three hours and that's it. That's not how everybody works. So. Right. Uh I think that that's a huge thing um, for like breastfeeding because hold on, let me figure out how to turn my um, sound off for messages. Cause this thing is going to ding like crazy. Yeah. Mine does that in consults. IMAC. Yeah, and it's my it's my husband's computer, so I don't even know how to fucking use it. <laughs> like mine died. It was from like 2015, and then like randomly, it was like, <laughs> yeah, we're done. I just got a new iMac, so it's nice because. Oh, good. Okay, I'm just gonna quit it, and maybe it won't ding. Okay, well, um, yeah, breastfeeding and sleep, I think, like it's huge because. Yeah. I mean, you would see it obviously more because that's your profession and it's really sad, but it's also like, I feel like sleep trainers and like, it's all big corporation and big, like, you know, nobody makes money when you co-sleep and very, very predatory. And if you look up the history of sleep in general, it's really inter- a really interesting topic. The only reason that they started shifting to like creds is because they, um, they started having more to go back to work and then the war and formula and all of these things. And it was like, 
I don't know, like they told people, I don't know if you know this, I don't know if you know the history of like Nestle and like the history of formula in general. It's like a black hole that you have to go down and research. But um, they used to tell mothers that like breastfeeding was for poor people and that formula feeding was for like people's status. And if you breastfeed, you're poor. So it's just kind of crazy. And then, you know, obviously that led to like sleeping in a crib and um it's just like <laughs> it kind of is a snowball effect once you get down that hole <laughs> like recently. yeah and um we started really shifting away from like following our infants cues to like constantly placing them in something and even today it's like there's a million different brands for like you know the snow don't even get me started on the snow oh my god <laughs> fuck the snow dude fuck the snow oh my- and it's twelve, what twelve hundred dollars or some shit. Yes, and now yeah. it's what FDA approved. They just approved yeah. it, mm-hmm. which that shouldn't mean shit. But okay, yeah. so on the topic of the snail, um, I have friends that like we were just talking at a baby shower, and they have three sons, and they got the snail like they rented it or something, and because you can like rent it for a little cheaper, whatever. And like, I have never seen one in person, but I've like, obviously read like horrible things online and how obviously it, um, ruins your breastfeeding journey and all that. And, um, they were telling me how it works and they were like, like, we were like joking, you know, like talking back and forth and like making jokes out of it. And then like, when I left the conversation, I was like, that's so fucking sad. Like it basically like straps your baby in. And then like when the baby starts crying, it like starts to vibrate, you know, like starts Mm -hmm. to move or whatever, sing a song or whatever. And then like, if baby starts crying more, it starts shaking harder. And he was like, the dad was describing it as like a spaceship taking off. He was like, I thought it was about to explode. And I was, and then like, we were all laughing, but I'm like, I would never, I could never, I just, just, I feel like, you know, a lot of it, it's a lot to unpack this topic. Like we could talk hours about this. And I think a lot of it has to do with society. And then also you want to talk about like, what did their parents do? Like my mom always bed shared with us. So like, for me, it was like very natural. Like I was like, whatever. It didn't feel right for me to even put my firstborn in uh fastnet I did it for like the first couple of days and I would sleep like this with a yeah and yeah. I just put in and I had to go back to work at six weeks because I was active duty and I was like I need to survive so I just threw him in bed with me and we slept so much better. Yes. I was like within the first week and and then I just did it with my second and I continued to do it. Everyone was like you did it with twins and I was like yeah like there's no way I was gonna get up and like I, I was already sleep deprived. Even with one. Yeah. My husband left um, when they were like two weeks for a six week training and he would come back like weekends or whatever, but I had to survive. <laughs> like, yeah. Way. I had all four kids and I just think a lot of people ignore their instincts with sleeping and like what feels right to them because they're so afraid of A, being judged, B, mm-hmm. Um, they think that it's going to be like detrimental to bed share, like they're going to kill their baby, right. which there's plenty of studies that people can look up that it's actually safer to learn how to bed share than it is to just like avoid it. Right. That's what, or, that's what I'm saying. Like, or like think that you're never going to do it and then not know how to do it safely. So then when you do it, it's like, 
something bad happens because you fall asleep feeding your baby in bed or you fall asleep in a recliner or the couch or something like that. Like yeah. mm-hmm. that's why it's so important that these pages are saying like prepare to bed share, even though you may not have a plan to, you probably will. I think there's a, there's like a statistic that's like what 85% of moms or parents end up bed sharing at some point. It's probably more than that. Yeah. I I feel like almost everybody is at least once I had people message me saying like, I woke up with the baby in the bed with me and I don't remember how it happened at all. And she's the baby monitor and like, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened, but it was like hours later and I was like, the baby was on top of me and laying over me. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've fallen asleep too with my son when I was like really, really tired. And I was like, oh god, like I need to just go into the bed. Um yep. there's been situations where like I'm overtired. So I know getting up in the middle of the night and then going to the room away from the babies, like just do what feels right. Like I don't I just I I truly, I try to understand why people do what they do. But anytime I talk to a parent that's dealing with any kind of like sleep issues, they are so stressed out. And sometimes they need that validation to like do what feels right to them. Yeah. I've had all five of my kids have been in bed with me since they won. Like, I don't care. Yeah. People judge me all they want. They're not living my life. (laughs) So. Right. And I've had multiple people message me and say like thank you so much for like just letting us know that you do it too and making it normal and like sharing the resources and stuff because like I tried to sleep train or like sleep training never felt right and I countless messages like that and so now I'm like really open about like where before I was like kind of dabbling like t- like yeah. dipping my toe into like sharing a little bit I'm like oh we co-sleep but like co-sleep is like an umbrella so it's like are you mm-hmm. in the same room? Are you bed sharing? Are you on a floor bed next to them? You know, so yeah, I would just say co-sleep, but now like, I can't even remember the last time that crew actually was like in his bed past midnight. Yeah. Like he sleeps with us every <laughs> single night <laughs> and Caden likes it. Like he like, he loves waking up next to him and like, he takes a picture every single morning before he leaves for work. And like, those are, I mean, I don't know. I get it. Like some people that's not for you and maybe it's not possible. And like, you just really don't trust yourself and that's fine. Like I would rather exactly whatever feels right. But this is mostly for like parents who sleep training doesn't feel right. You have a, like a hard sleeper as they want to call it, or just a baby, you know, cause babies are all hard sleepers. I feel like it's really temperament, but it's just kind of to let you know, like, it's okay to follow your instincts. If it feels right to sleep next to your baby, learn how to do it safely so that you're not so worried. I feel like, I feel like there was a, a video on TikTok that was going around a couple months ago, of this mom, and she had no context. And she was just, it was just her face on the camera. And she goes, I lost my four month old baby. I, I bed shared with all four of my kids and I lost this one to because all she said was I lost my baby because I bed shared with him. And then she like ended the video and it like went viral. There was like millions of comments and I'm like, and, but I'm like, Oh my God, like I have a six month old or something like that. I'm like, I'm and so then I'm like researching, like how to get your baby to sleep in a crib all night, you know? And then I'm like stressing myself out and I'm like, wait, 
just take a breather, you know, any situation, any situation. So, and I don't know if you've seen those, those ads where it was like having your baby, it was like a baby in a bed with a knife next to them. No crazy ads where they're just fear mongering the shit out of parents. And they're like, this is what it's like when you bed share. It's like (laughs) a knife. That's terrible. That's so sad. Um, I, um, I follow co-sleepy and she posted mm -hmm. something that was like, it was like a what if situation. And it was like, you know, new parents in the hospital and they just have a baby and it's like, would like an A, B and C you pick what, what should happen in this situation? And I don't know, it was like giving the hospital should educate new parents on how to bed share um, safely and like James McKenna's studies and all of his like guidelines and safe sleep seven and all that stuff. And then it was like, or give the stats of babies who have died in bed with the parents and all that like fear mongering shit. And it was like, of course, they're not going to educate new parents on how, like, even when I was in the hospital, cause this was only a year ago, they were like, like, you have to sign a, a paper to be discharged from the hospital. That's like, I will not sleep with my baby in the bed. And no blankets in the bed and nothing in there in the crib and stuff like that. Like totally scaring the shit out of you. Like, yeah. and so obviously I was scared to bring him in bed, but luckily I feel like I did a lot of research when I was pregnant and newly postpartum that I was like, I feel comfortable bringing him into bed at four months. And then he just never left. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my oldest is 10 now. And I felt like yesterday it goes by so fast so when people say like oh they'll never get out of bed honestly like I hope they don't <laughs> I get yeah. so sad. like my last I'm like I don't just cuddled with me forever and my older uh, my twins um they are sleeping in their room now but he still goes and he puts a nugget between their beds and they just cuddle all night and he'll go lay with yeah. them um or they they want to always like just be snuggling and I think, well, A, because they're twins, but B, like, they are so, that's the other thing, the independence thing, they think babies need to be independent from the start, and it's like, you know, you ingrain that in them, the independence is mm-hmm. from the way that you parent your child. If you show them that you're there and you're meeting all their needs, they're going to be really independent, like, you can't tell Isla shit. <laughs> She's Yeah. She runs this <laughs> Dude, um, she's so cute she looks like she does too like she does she is so funny um but I mean my kids are just so sweet and they love to snuggle but they also have all been back to their bed like I went straight with my oldest one I went straight from like my bed to their own like full-size queen-size bed and yeah. They, yeah they've slept there since probably two three they did fine but I yeah bed share as long as I'm breastfeeding so yeah I mean I feel like I I feel like that's 90% of why I'm still breastfeeding at 12 months like mm-hmm. because I I mean um oh my god I just lost my train of thought but <laughs> <laughs> oh someone messaged me the other day not the other day but like maybe when I maybe when I posted about bed sharing or something and was like, just be careful because my friend has a 15 year old still in her bed. She can't get him out. And I was like, okay, first of all, that's fucking weird. And like, second of all, there's no way that that there's no way that that 15 year old is like, mom, I still need to sleep with you. Like, I'm sorry. There's no way if you're, if you can't tell your like 
15 year old. There's no way. I'm sorry. That's just bullshit. (laughs) Your friend's lying to you. Well, it, like, as teenagers and stuff, we would all just climb in bed with my mom in the morning. We were, like, there's four of us girls, and we would all just climb in bed and snuggle in the mornings. So that was, like, normal to us, but, like, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> all Sleeping night, all like, night in there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I love, obviously love crew, but when he's 15, he's not going to be sleeping in between Kate and I, he's that's for sure. And he's like, can I sleep in your room? I'm like, sure, but I, like, stay a little farther away because he's yeah. so bad. Oh, yeah. It's like a slumber party in my room. I don't care. Like, when my husband's gone, they all want to, like, come in and watch movies. Like, so, oh, I don't care, but, like, I need space. I love me. that. See, that's, yeah. like, that's so wholesome and, like, Oh, I never had that as a, as a kid. Like I was like the opposite of you. So my dad is like, um, very like cerebral and just like, he was in the military as well. So, but but he was just very like cut and dry, you know, like you're going to stay in your room. And I have this like vivid memory of, um, I was like, I think this is because I was sleep trained and like my mom had to do, she tells me, cause like, she knows like my views on baby sleep. And she was like, you know, I was the same as you, but like, I had to do cried out with you just because I was like, I think I was colicky or something. I just screamed like all the time. And so she had my brother and I literally 15 months apart. So we were very close. She was basically have like, she had two babies and, um, anyways, she did cry it out with me. And she said she would just leave me in my car seat to scream on the bed, like with pillows around me and stuff like that. And I was like, that's terrible. But I feel like that may be why I have like, I still have kind of like a fear at night of being the last one awake. I don't know what it is. Like, I just hate that feeling. And like, when I was younger, it was obviously way worse. And so like, if I, if like one night I just couldn't, you know, shut my brain off and go to sleep, I would like kind of freak out and be like, Oh my God, everybody's asleep but me. And I don't know why I had that, but one time I went across the hall yeah. One time I went across the hall to their room and like, was like, mom, dad, can you like open the door? And my, like nothing silence, like absolutely not even like go back to bed, you know, just like they locked the door. I'm like trying to get in. And like, I sat there and cried at their door. And I just remember how like sad that is. And I'm like, I don't know how you guys could do that to me. That was sad. <laughs> who is it? Dax Shepard and what's her face? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. After I heard about what they do with their kids, I was like, I don't like them. They, like, lock their kid from the inside or on the outside. They they lock them in and sit outside their door and they scream. And I was That's like, super unsafe. And they, like, openly talk about it. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, uh, and it's. I actually I just like- saw, like, a post about that the other day. That was, like, I think Hey Sleepy Baby posted it. She was like, um. She was talking on her stories about somebody asked, are we locking our kids in their room at night so that they like toddlers so that they don't like open the door and wander the house? Like it was like a, it was a, it was like a genuine question, not like mm-hmm. we lock these kids in their rooms or whatever. And she like was posting like, no, let's like, let's talk about this. This is important. Let's not lock our kids in there. Like, I know you don't want them to open the door and like wander, like open the front door garage or whatever and go out. But like um emergency personnel if there's a fire like they need to be able to get in and they need to be able to get out if there's you know it's just that's not cool I know and not to mention like if you have an open door policy in your house they're gonna feel safer they're not gonna want to wander they're gonna just go right in your room 
And that's what we do. My, I have an open door policy with all my kids, and I have never had an issue. And they, they don't wander the house. I have all, I have five kids. I've got a lot of kids. <laughs> just, yeah, you have five kids. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they don't wander. Um, and actually, I, I enjoy having the door open in case something happens because, like, there's been instances where we can hear them and the, I'm like, are they getting sick? So, we, like, we run out and we help them. Or Juliana was, like, sleepwalking for a little while, like, trying to go to the bathroom. And there's, she's had accidents and stuff. And we have to, like, guide her to the toilet. Um, but then, yeah, on that topic of, like, sleep and, like, airway issues... That's another thing I could go on and on about. Like, my daughter's dealing with that right now, the one that sleepwalks, Juliana. So she has a high palate and all these issues, and we're working on her with all of that right now. I guess it's, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> but that's the other thing is, like, a lot more people are talking about how their kids have, like, sleep apnea. And that's why they are not good sleepers because they literally wake up for survival. Their brain has to wake up um, in yeah. order to not just like pass away in their sleep, basically. Yeah. Like their brain's like, wake up, it's like an emergency. Um, so that's the other thing that people need to look into. If their kid is seriously not sleeping at all and they're just waking up like constantly for years, that's a problem. That's not. Yeah. Normal. And, they're going to label it as colic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all these colicky babies and these babies who are terrible sleepers or whatever. And I think instead of people, they'll go online and they'll post and people are like, oh yeah, you need to do all these things. But nobody's sitting there saying like, hey, maybe see a professional to like get a sleep. Rule study. out anything. Like, yeah, because I... I mean, I, obviously, I work on babies. I can't tell you how many babies have issues. I would yeah. see they didn't, but like high palates and tongue ties, and you know their failure to thrive, or you know, it just came on and on. And yeah. all of that and sleep, they all are ingrained. Or and breastfeeding, yeah, or feeding and. Feeding in general, you know? Yeah, like some people are overfeeding their kids because they're constantly waking up and it feeds them hungry. It's it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like- I think I think I did that with crew too, because I think he was waking up a lot, but I was like, Oh, you got a problem? Boop. You know, you cry. Yeah, well <laughs> here's a boop. boop versus like I've had some people I've heard they give like fifty ounces of formula in a day because they're like constantly just giving them a bottle because they think they're hungry. Yeah. And I'm like, there might be something else going on. But that's where, like, co-regulation is huge. Like, I don't know if you've heard about that, co-regulating with your baby. Mm-hmm. If the mom's nervous system is a mess. And then, like, I was going to talk to you about this because I listened to your, your birth story. Um, I know that it was really hard for you. And I listened. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. It's, it's hard. And, you know, sometimes if somebody has a traumatic birth, it's hard on both of you and your nervous systems. And um, that can play a role in so many things, too. Like if I, mm-hmm. have, I have a baby who's, like, really just like upset and, like, constantly needing, like, rhythmic movement and things to, like, calm them down. And I look at the mom, and I'm like, how are you feeling? And they're, like, stressed out and they're depressed and they have all these other issues going on. 
and they're still like recovering from birth and all the trauma and all these things, it actually can affect the baby too. So it's like the two yeah. of them like dysregulated and that affects sleep. That affects so many things. Being yeah. So yeah. I know that's like, like- the whole birth experience, I don't even know, like, cause we've had a pretty seamless breastfeeding journey. Like, uh, honestly, it's been perfect. I think I can count on one hand, how many times it's like been uncomfortable for me to feed him or yeah. like, I felt like I wasn't doing good or like, you know, like right when you yeah. first have them and they're like cluster feeding and you're like, Oh my, this is, you know, when most, when most women like stop breastfeeding, cause they are thinking they're not producing enough. Um, that I had that a little bit, but then I was like, okay, let's go and like, like, look at these posts again about how like your body is making just enough for your baby. Like, don't overthink it. Don't, you know, anyways, but I really have no idea how we had such a great breastfeeding journey. And even the nurses were like, I can't believe how well he's latching like right away because he was a C-section and they're all like, usually C-section babies, like have a really tough time. And I was like, fucking great. Like another thing that we're going to have trouble with, but he did great. And I don't know if it was because literally in the hospital, like, <laughs> like they would, they would come in and check on us and like, he would be feeding. And then like, I would, he would fall asleep and I would basically just keep him like latched on. And then they would come in again and be like, Oh, he's still eating. And I'm like, yeah, he's still eating. Like he, or, you know, I, like, don't want to tell him that, like I fell asleep in the bed with him, but I don't know. I, I don't know how we had such a great journey, but we did. And I'm very thankful for that. I don't have. I mean, from what I've seen, it looks like you guys are like really close. Like you're, yeah. I don't know. I love the bond that you guys have. It's fun to watch. Thanks. Um, yeah. I like, I don't know. I feel like, I think I'm really following like those instincts and yeah. Even like my mom is a very maternal woman and she's very like follow your gut type of person, very loving and nurturing. Um, but there are some things where like, I didn't listen to her advice because I'm like, that doesn't feel right. Or like, uh-huh. she's like, uh, I can't even think of an example, but just some little things that like, didn't really align with who I want to be as a parent. And that's okay. Like, yeah. I don't think she's a bad person or have any hard feelings at all but it's like this is my turn to be a a mom and a parent with my husband so we're gonna do it our own way and part of that was sleeping with him and I could tell she was kind of like you know I feel like especially that generation they're all like well if he's in your bed now he's never gonna get out you know yeah and they didn't (laughs) sleep with us like my brother or I so she didn't really understand but um I think co-sleeping and bed sharing was literally the best thing that ever happened to me because I don't even know where my mental health would be without it. Like I, yeah, I get it. I agree. Cause I want a bassinet this time. Maybe I'll do it. And I'm like, why do I keep doing this to myself? Yeah. Like, my husband's like, come on. Like, really? you know, better. This is the fifth one like, for laundry. Like, yeah. Literally his crib, <laughs> like not joking. It was literally, it had, Oh my God. Like his what? crib was just, all of his clothes and the towels and everything yeah. and his burp cloths. And <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't even know why I like got this expensive ass crib. I do know why, because it is now a toddler bed and he sleeps in that until like 10, but I'm like, 
he doesn't even sleep in there. This is just a lawn. It's a glorified laundry basket. That's what it is. Eventually, yeah, eventually they do. And by like two and three, my kids are like, yeah, I want to sleep in my bed. So, except my kids. Yeah. A hard time. <sighs> Those 2020 babies, like, they're <laughs> just feral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how do you, how do you sleep with, or how do you bed share with twins? I had them on either. So I had them in the middle in the beginning. Um, and my husband's a light sleeper, so we would each like handle a baby and when I had to sit up, I could just like nurse. Um, because it was really hard in the beginning. They're so tiny. Yeah. She was six four and he was seven pounds, but they were my smallest. And she was just a peanut. I mean, she was like 18 and a half inches, so she looked like a little doll. <laughs> and I was like trying to tandem feed them. It was it was hard in the beginning because he was so much bigger, he's always been so much bigger. So I loved when we get to like this age, like five, six months, because I could finally like go and like, I could cradle them in my arms and lay back and like mm-hmm. them. Um, so they would sleep on either side of me, and I had a bed rail with a, like a pillow on the side of it. So it worked out, and then they like at the end of my pregnancy, I was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, trying to snuggle me all night, and I'm massive, and my hips hurt, and I need to roll. So they started to go into their room, um, like the last month of my pregnancy, and um, they could occasionally come in. We don't care. And now that he's bigger, I just put him on the outside, and they sleep in the middle between us. It gets a little cramped. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm like, you know what? Like, they're not going to be this whole forever. Like, I still can't believe I have a ten year old. Like, yeah wild to me. it goes by so fast and like obviously you have more kids than I do and they're older but like even this first year with crew I'm like dude where did the time go I like look back at pictures from a year ago and I'm like I know I don't even remember him like that I feel like you just <laughs> I know that's what everybody says they're like I feel like you just announced that you were pregnant how is he already a year old and then I look at him every day and I swear he changes like uh, dude it's sad it makes me want to cry but I know he's the best though. Like he's such a good, like a good baby. Like he's just, he's well-tempered and he like, he really doesn't cry a lot. Like he's really happy, but I will say that I think that like, obviously I think that babies are born with a certain temperament to a certain extent, but I do feel like responsive parenting has a lot to do with that because I have never like left him alone to cry or like Caden is on the same page too. I think that's huge. Like if your partner is on the same page, because if you have a partner who's like, like, like my dad, who's like, you better not go get that baby right now. You better not open the door for her, you know? Um, but Caden was always like, he always like checks in with me before he goes and does something. He's like, should I go get him or. I tell her before you like marry this person, you better make sure you guys like have the same views. Otherwise it's going to be hard. Yeah. But yeah um it's so nice seeing you guys like you have a following but you're also responsive parenting and nurturing and loving and it's so refreshing to see instead of these people that are like oh yeah we just you know we're doing sleep training and all these things and people are asking them a million questions and they're like my baby's having a hard time and I just like want to hug everybody because I'm like I know it's gonna, it does not last forever. You just have to, and we don't have a village anymore. Like, like, I don't, I don't live by family or anything. So I really depend on him and like, 
really trusting like myself as a parent. So um, I I think we're lacking a lot in that department. And I think that's why a lot of people also resort to sleep training. And it's like, if we could just like people, you know, and not, there there is and I do feel like like I'm not gonna sit here and say like that I don't have a village or that like I'm lacking that department because we have both parents both sets of parents very close to us Mm -hmm. like Caden's parents literally live down the street from us so like that's where he is right now so like they're they're so helpful and then like Caden owns the gym so whenever I go and have like me time like I go work out and Caden literally watches him while I'm there so it's it's perfect. And I do think that obviously it would be a lot different if I didn't have that. And I totally feel for people. And I know that like, that's like the first thing that people tell parents who are struggling is, well, you got to sleep train so that you can teach your baby to sleep on their own. And it's like, well, you're not really teaching them anything. You're just really teaching them that you're not going to come back. And so they stop crying out for you. Mm -hmm. And I hate when people are like, they like justify it especially people who know better or who should know better. And they're like, the best thing I ever did was teach my baby how to sleep alone or like self self soothe and put themselves back to sleep. I'm like, because I feel like so many people are purposely ignoring their gut feeling. Like, Oh, it's so hard. It sucks. I'm like, why, why do it to yourself? Like it doesn't mean it's going to change the way they are. They might, it might not work out at all. So just, Really, I, I try to tell people just enjoy the time because I'm not kidding. Like you're gonna blink and your kid's five. Like yeah, and so I fast. and I love like snuggling him in the morning and like look like when he wakes up first thing in the morning, like and he smiles right at me. I'm like that no, right there is funny. literally like heaven and the fact that I would miss that if I was like letting him cry in his crib or like I didn't bring him in bed with me. Like, I'm like, I am, I know I made the right decision because everything feels right. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing something wrong. And that's, that's one thing that I see a lot with like these really like good sleep, baby sleep pages who are like, if you feel like you're doing something wrong or like it feels wrong to you and your partner, then it is wrong. Like if you're leaving your baby to cry, by themselves yeah. at night and you're having like a really hard time with it then it's not right like yeah like go get um, baby. sleepy baby taylor Kulik, and all yes them. those are my like yeah. favorite accounts they're so good and they're very like trust your instincts trust your like your mm-hmm. gut like, what is it telling you um what feels right to you is what's important and you know that co-regulation i can't even tell you how mm, it's so important it like makes yeah. me so that people have no idea like how to co-regulate with their baby because from the start some people have like they might have support systems but are they actual support right or people telling them how they need to raise their baby because that's how they did and so many people just talk shit about the way that people want boundaries now and all of these things like well, why do you think they want boundaries? Dude, I am going to do like a whole ass episode on boundaries because like yeah. me being a first time mom, like, but I knew, I feel almost like a second time mom because like, I knew exactly what I wanted and I did a, I did a lot of research. So I'm not going to like downplay that. Like I did a lot of breastfeeding research and a lot of sleep research before I was even like before he was here, but 
I did a lot of research on boundaries and like what I want family to do and not to do in at the hospital or at home and stuff like that. And then I feel for these people who message me and they're like, I want a bed share so bad. And, um, but I can't because, or like my mother-in-law said this to me, or my mom said this to me. And I'm like, send this to your mother-in-law and like, I'll type out something and be like, listen, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. No. Are you raising my kid? No, you're not. Yeah. And are you you getting up with my kid every hour? Oh my God. I'm going to, can you hear that? I can't. The the dinging. Okay. (laughs) Um, I fully support too, like the separate bedrooms. that helps people too because I yeah know, like, two bedrooms like my husband will sleep in this room I sleep in the baby and you know, it works and once the baby's down we just hang out together and like I, I mean he sleeps with his friends a lot so we're like get the whole bed <laughs> yeah I also feel like that's a huge thing with like moms because they don't want to piss off their husband and they're like well he doesn't want to sleep with the baby blah 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 and I'm also like is he getting up with the baby every hour? Is he like, he's probably <laughs> snoring while you're up there feeding every hour. Or so, so I don't really see how he gets a say in it. No. And luckily Caden has been like so helpful and so supportive over it. And I can't thank him enough for that, but I really do feel for the people with unsupportive partners and parents and like in-laws and stuff. But also, when your in-laws or anybody but your partner, whoever is involved, is asking, like, you can lie. Like, you can just straight up be like, yeah, he sleeps great in his cl- in his crib all night. Like, you don't have to tell them anything. Nod your head. Yeah, like, unless you're asking for their advice or opinion, like, you can just straight up lie to them. They Because it's none of their fucking business. Unless they're going to be staying the night at their house like it, they, it does not matter at all. So sometimes like if we're having, like, if we have a bunch of people over or, you know, we're around people that not that don't matter, but their opinions don't matter. I'm like, like, they'll be like, Oh, I'm sleeping. And I'm like, perfect. You know, like 12 hours through and through. But in reality, he's waking up at like, he probably wakes up two hours after he goes down and then just a quick, like I'll lay down with him and in his little floor bed, and this is exactly why we did it because then I can just like roll away and then he maybe wakes up like one more time. And then if I'm like awake, I'll have Caden go do it and he'll just lay down real fast and go back to sleep. And then he'll probably wake up again. And then that's the time that he comes in bed with us. Or if I'm like already asleep and he wakes up, I'll just go get him and bring him in bed. And then after that, it's like, it's kind of like a fever dream. Like I'm like, I don't really remember (laughs) everything that happens, but (laughs) seriously though, (laughs) Yeah, well, it's been rough this past week because he's always been like naturally just a great sleeper. He loves to sleep. He's like my my firstborn. He also loves to sleep, but they're not good teasers. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Dying right now, but he's been helping. Like last night, um, I was nursing him on and off. and kept sitting up, and he was just like, like <laughs> <laughs> looking around, and then he'd lay down, and then he'd sit yeah. up, and I'm like, okay, I can't keep my eyes open. Can you take him? So yeah. I had been nursing him on and off and he took him downstairs and he slept on him from like four in the morning until like seven. And, like, cool. and then we nursed and then he went back to sleep for like two or two and a half, four hours. Wow. So tired. Um, yeah. He was kicking his ass. So 
I always tell people though, like that whole like four month um, like regression. It's not really like a regression. Like their brains are on fire at this point. Your development yep. apes and everything that they're learning. It's nuts. Like in just the past month, you went from um, just like kind of like sidelining to sitting up and full on crawling and getting two teeth. Like yeah. all within two weeks. So, um, so much is going on. A lot goes on and it absolutely affects your sleep. So a lot of things you can do is like changing up bedtime routine, just simple little things like that. And I don't know if you guys have heard of, have you heard of tartare juice for sleep? Yeah. Yeah. We do that with the twins sometimes when they're like crazy. (laughs) Does it actually work though? It works. Really? Mm-hmm. So I bought it uh, because I'm not like drinking alcohol right now. And I bought it just to have like a nice little, like, okay. I don't know, just something different than like water all freaking day. And so like when I'm cooking dinner, I'll do like sparkling water mixed with like a splash of tart, tart cherry juice. And I don't know why I feel like the couple of times that I did it, I feel like I couldn't fall asleep at night. It had like the opposite effect on me. Hmm. I don't know if it was something else that I did that same day. I don't know, but I was like. This shit doesn't work. <laughs> it worked on it worked on the twins. Like we made gummies out of it. Those I don't know if you guys worked as well. I'm just gonna stick to like immediately gummies. <laughs> but with sleeping, like if I gave them like a little cup of it, they would sleep really well at night. Like it's oh. like, but like we would let them like run around and they would have that and then um yeah, they they love to be snuggled to sleep, so that's my husband's job because I have the baby. <laughs> but yeah. even before he used to take them up, I would nurse them on a couch. I'd get like two hours, two to three hours to myself so I could finish up my care plans or watch a show or something. Mm-hmm. And I'd come up, and then by the time I came upstairs, it'd be like they'd want to nurse again, or I would get a couple hours of sleep, and then they'd wake up and nurse. So Stuff like that helps. Like when your partner's like really involved, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, I think Caden took a Caden took a trip for gosh, I think it was gone like four or five days when crew was like three months old. And I feel like he always hit his like regressions or progressions or whatever you want to call them, like kind of early. So I think he started to go through um those around like the four month one close to three months anyways Caden was gone and um living his best life in Tulum and I'm home with the baby (laughs) and I was like I was like dude I don't know how single parents do this like I I, like got some perspective and I'm like I cannot wait until he comes home because I'm like I just can't wake up this much and I wasn't bed sharing yet I think we started bed sharing like a month later but I was like dude like even when Caden would work at night and I had to do like nighttime like bedtime routine alone I'm like I feel for the single moms or the single parents because I'm like I just like I can't it's a lot and then you feel like like because obviously crew's not talking and I'm like I feel like I haven't talked to an adult in like years I'm like I can't just like keep baby talking all the time like I need some adult conversation I know I know I'm like sometimes I feel like I'm so awkward when I'm like with the kids for weeks and I'm like hey yeah you guys want to like hang out? <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do you talk to real adults anymore? Like, and then we just talk about our kids, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm the same. 
I'm like, you want to come over and bake and like watch reality TV? <laughs> yeah. Crash my house. Like, does that work? <laughs> Seriously, I feel like like being a parent, like you're always on, especially like if you have busy kids, like crew is so busy. He just does not stop. Like he doesn't play with like a toy and like just sit and like do the toy. He's like, he does the toy and then he's like, shit, it was oh, yeah. over here. And then he's like running that way or crawling as fast as he can that way. And I'm like, I gotta like, I have like a barricade, like I'm moving because we're moving. So I have like moving boxes, like blocking him in the living room so that he can't go into the <laughs> kitchen to the dog bowls. And, but I'm like, it takes so much like brain power all day to just be like on 24 seven. And then especially yeah. if they don't take a nap that day, you're like, I have literally not had a mental break. And then of course you don't want to do screen time. So it's like, how do I get this kid to like, go do something so I can just like take a breather for 10 minutes. Oh, it's a lot. Look, I'm like, watch Bluey. And they're like, okay. And yeah. that's, they just end up passing out. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, my, my little ones, they are nuts. Like I have to get one of the, you know, those locks that you like drill into the door, the frame, and then you like, I don't even know yeah. what they're called, but you have to like flip it over so nobody can kick the door in. Like I had to get one of those so that they couldn't, she figured out how to unlock all the doors at like age one and she was like escaping and she'll escape like in butt ass naked and ride her scooter down. <laughs> like it's- This is Isla? Yes. Dude, she's wild. I can tell she's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like one day I was like changing the baby diaper because he had like a massive blowout. And I'm like, what's going, where's Isla? And she snuck out quietly out the back, went through the garage. And then like, I look outside and she's butt naked on her scooter riding towards the road and there's cars coming and they all had to stop. And I'm like, (laughs) I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's so funny. You can't be on your butt naked riding on a scooter. She just does not care. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm like, I have to lock my kids in the house. Yeah. I know crew is going to be like that too. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do something with him because he's just so busy and he's mischievous. Like he wants to get in everything and like everything that's not a toy is what he wants to play with. So I'm like, okay, for Christmas and birthdays, like don't even get him toys. Just get him like a busy board or honestly, like he likes to play with makeup brushes and like bra pads. I'm like, just buy a buy bulk of those and just throw them on the ground. <laughs> the bubble wrap, <laughs> literally, yes. Oh my gosh! Except he would eat it. He puts everything <laughs> in his mouth. Oh my god! Yeah, it's that. So I was. She was like running eight months. Like crewing her. Nobody thinks like twins. Kids is so opposite. He's like chill, and we're just like whatever. Yeah. And, fight bad guys and he loves like Spider-Man and she's like always breaking into my makeup she's writing on my walls if if, yeah if he's anything like I like just keep like crayons and markers everything away from him because she went ham and like permanent marker her entire playroom we had to like throw stuff out and like repaint the entire room it was bad Oh my gosh. I was like that when I was a kid, I loved markers and I took a permanent marker at my grandparents' house and got butt naked and just literally all over myself. Like it was one of those fat markers too. So I was just like 
coloring all over myself, like literally in places that you have to like search for it. And my mom was like, this is like the funniest story. She loves to tell it like to everybody, but I'm like, <laughs> I was a menace. It was a big black permanent marker too, all over. <laughs> so I know if crew is anything like his mom, then he's definitely going to be crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And you guys are, you guys are pretty like energetic people anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, I, I think, so Caden is like, obviously very energetic and I think it's funny because the second that he sits, he never sits down. And so the second that he sits down, he falls asleep in three seconds. I've never <laughs> met anybody like him in my entire life. He can just literally sit on the couch and he is like, and I'm like, <laughs> We were just having a conversation. How did this happen? Like, how are you already asleep? I don't get it. And yeah, so I think, I think crew is going to be just like that because he's like, crew is like low sleep needs kid. Like he is, he's already down to one nap and I'm like, have you heard about making them like run around like for like an hour before bed? Yeah, Yeah. So we do like rough and tumble play, like he loves to be like thrown around and stuff. So like we do all that, but I mean, he's still crawling. So, mm-hmm. but we try to get him like little obstacle courses in our living room. So like, I'm trying to get him to like, I'm trying to get him to take some steps. So I'm like lining up his toys on the coffee table and then like moving it away from the couch. So then like, he's got toys on the couch. So then hopefully he like starts to take steps, but he'll like, mm-hmm. he goes around our coffee table, like circles around it, just walking, like, yeah. holding on and like sidewalking and I'm like dude you're so close just do it just let go so once he starts then yeah then you have to worry about the running oh my god yeah yeah I like I want him to run though because I like want him to like he doesn't want to be held he wants to be down but I can't let him like crawl around target or you know like I can't let him crawl around in public places so I gotta hold him but he's like diving out of my arms and I'm like dude you could walk like I would be fine like chasing you but I can't let you even down so now I'm like trying to hold this kid and he's crying I, know, I remember well I had to like strap the twins into something when we went to the store because like they would run in opposite directions so I'm like oh, dude. that one my older two are like oh my god <laughs> what do we do oh my god I went right do we leave I'm like yeah yeah how do you how do you go like how do you go places with five kids the the older two help but then like once the twin if i don't go like when they're in a good mood like we miss nap time and we go i'm like this was the worst idea yeah (laughs) running around the toy section and i have to have like the older two like keep an eye while i have the baby and all this stuff and i'm like okay go in the aisle with them because juliana's almost nine and so they're old enough and I'm always like, where are they? So we're like running aisle to aisle. And then finally I have to like bribe them. I'm like, I don't care what people say. I'm bribing my kids. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. do you guys want this? And we can go. We're going to get a cake pop. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not like we go all the time. But at that point, I would just get some leashes. Like, you know, those dog leashes <laughs> yeah. that have like multiple, multiple reins on them. Like I would have to. I get like, I get anxiety I about. Isla what? Isla would figure out a way to get out of it. Yeah. She gets out of her car seat. She's figured out how to get out. One time I was driving down the road and she's walking around the car. I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, because I was following my husband and I'm like, we got to pull over right now. I'm like, think I'm like, 
on kind of a back road. So I pulled over and I'm like, why? <laughs> and she won't, like, she'll unbuckle everything. And I'm like, oh my God. I figured it out. So I'm like, you angel, just thank you. <laughs> but she's like, she'll unbuckle and we have to like convince her to say it. And she's like, why? Yeah. Yeah, why? So she doesn't quite. For your care. safety, for your life. I'm like, if I get an accident, it's going to be really bad. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. I'm going to do what I want to do. So it's really stressful. I'm like, I don't even want to go on a trip with you anywhere because I just don't want to get buckle back in. Yeah. It's the top one, but it's still. Dude, kids are so, wild. Yeah. Um, did you have any like postpartum anxiety or depression? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really bad. With all of them? No. So really bad with my first. Um, and that's kind of what led me to bed chair because I had such bad anxiety. And then obviously I had to go back. I, I had to go back to work at six weeks and like get back in my uniform and everything and drop them off at this big care home base and it sucked like I took one extra week and I was like that's still enough so I'm like at work crying every day pumping and trying to go nurse them at the daycare home base and I was just like I'm getting out after this and then I found out I was pregnant when I was like nine months old and thankfully didn't like hinder a breastfeeding relationship um but I had her and Honestly, I didn't really have any issues. I think I was just a lot more aware of, like, and more confident in myself. I was only 23 when I had him. I had just turned 24 and had her at 25. And I just felt a lot more confident in everything. And, you know, I didn't have breastfeeding issues. I did with him. Um, and... And then with the twins, it was bad. Like, I think I was actually maybe on the border of like psychosis with them because oh wow so yeah I don't talk about it a lot because it's just like hey I don't really remember a lot of things that happened like I have to look through my photos and I'm like I don't remember this like I don't remember this at all scary it makes me sad I'm like and he's like yeah you're really mean to me I'm like I don't remember like what I said to you like um He's like, well, I do. I know I like, get it and I feel bad, but like, I something like I probably should have been on meds, to be honest. But I was fighting it, and then eventually it got better. As they got older, I think when like once they hit six months, I was like finally kind of out of like the really bad stuff. Like, but I had some rage. Oh my god, just <laughs> I would snap in like two seconds and just get overwhelmed yeah. and then finally like I got into a rhythm and I it was more of like I had to figure everything out on my own with four kids because my ex-husband was on deployment like the whole time so he couldn't help with the older two and then my husband was doing all these new trainings like all over for weeks on end <laughs> and it was just it was really hard and I had to really figure stuff out and eventually it got better, but um, with Reese, I don't have any issues. Like he's been a dream since yeah. like day. <laughs> That's good. Birth that was pain. That was the most painful. You think my last would be like the easiest? No, it was the longest pregnancy, and I was like 
about to push. I'm like, I just want an epidural because I was just so, oh. it was yeah. so painful because he was posterior. That was the only thing that was hard. Um, but I got my redemptive birth. I think that also played a huge role with the changes. I was, I should say birth. I'm not going to say the word on here, but she did stuff to me while I was giving birth. I kicked her in the face twice and it was unmedicated for them too. So everything that went on, there was like 20 people in the room. So I think that's what kind of led to my postpartum like rage and like. Everything. That was your first one? With the, with the twins. Like oh. I think it's just like a, a snowball effect of everything and the whole world's like shut down and I had two babies with ties. I had to like really search for somebody. And I was triple feeding Isla at one point. And I'm like, thank God, like, I know how I'm doing. Because if I didn't, it would be 10 times worse. And I'd be right. Um, and pumping around the clock while dealing with twins. And I was like, that's just, it's too hard for me to not, to do bottles than to breastfeed. So I made it work. I found Dr. Hamlin out here who I've been working with. She's amazing. She, she saved me. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just like, all of that happened. And then like with him, I got my redemptive birth and everything has been so much better. He's been like, he's been a great sleeper. He's been a great feeder. He pooped like, he was breastfeeding around the clock and he pooped like 30 times in the first four days. Like, <laughs> it was nuts. Wow. Was like, holy shit, literally. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, he's just been easy and just so mild-mannered and like I get because Isla was like that colic baby but she had ties and she was tense and she was just a mess and she was born for each too mm. I don't know if I have told you about that but she was born mm-hmm. for each. they pulled her out like by her feet and like and, wow. and then she has ties she had ties um, all four she had cheek lip tongue um, we had those released and totally different baby after that. So, wow. yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. I had like, I would say, I feel like our crews are kind of the same, like, um, or Reese is the same. Well, a little bit. He's my, I wouldn't say he's a terrible sleeper, but he, um, he's definitely going through like some separation anxiety. So like he wakes yeah. up after like, 30 minutes of being alone and he's like where the fuck is everybody you know um (laughs) but my I didn't have any depression or psychosis thank god um but I did definitely have some anxiety and then um but I didn't think that it was anxiety you know like you kind of just think it's like normal like oh you just like your brain chemistry changes when you have a baby and like you're just more like on top of things or more like worried than normal like I think that's just what people say yeah like like, people just yeah everybody's just like oh that's just part of being a mom like it never goes away kind of thing but mine was like I was like watching him like a hawk if anybody was like holding him and like even grandparents I'm like nobody's leaving the room with that kid unless I am with you thoughts like what if what if what if what if yeah like constant yeah 
And I was also just like really controlling too. Like I feel like even like still with his food, like when Caden left with him over to his parents' house, I'm like, don't feed him anything while he's over there. And I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about food. I was talking to my therapist about it. And I'm like, I can't tell you where that stems from. I don't know what it is. I just, maybe it's choking or maybe it's because I'm like, I don't know. I'm like pretty... I would say healthy and like we pay attention to ingredients and I'm like, we feed crew like very clean. Like he eats like really good. And he, um, like the first time he ever had sugar was on his like first birthday, I gave him a cupcake and like, obviously didn't eat the whole thing, but I'm like, this is the first time he's having sugar. And I don't know, I'm just very like conscious about what I'm putting into his body. And, um, so definitely, and like intrusive thoughts, like dude, I would like, we would be at the mall and it would be like a two story mall. And they would have like that, like glass railing yeah. house. and Katie would be holding him. And I would be pushing the stroller. Cause he didn't want to be the stroller anymore. And I would like be watching him. Cause I'm like, don't get too close to that edge because God forbid, like Caden trips. And I'm like going through this whole scenario yeah. in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I like come back to it and I'm like, well, like, why did I just think of that? And it's like, mm-hmm. he trips and falls. And then he crew goes over the edge and like, obviously the most terrible thing happens. And like, yeah. we're in yeah. a mall full of people and yeah, all these like horrible stories that like pop up on TikTok and like on Instagram, like all these crazy, like sad deaths, like that does, it triggers me. Yes. Yeah. Like Kaden uh Kaden is like kind of I wouldn't say obsessed with it but like he like dives into like he leans into that rather than me I like run away from it like I don't want to watch it I don't want to see it don't send it to me I can't because it just makes me like now I'm like there's like a girl a little um like 18 month old or something he's she swallowed a water bead and it like expanded in her and and she's like not okay and ever since like I texted I texted everybody that I know and I was like if you're ever babysitting, like you're never giving him water beads or like, he's not allowed to play with Barbies. But I'm like, Oh, like, come on. It's just not, it's not healthy for me. Whereas Caden, he sees it. He's like, Oh, that's really sad. And like, he like deep dives more into it. And he's like, I gotta know like how she's doing it. I'm like freaking the fuck out. And I had to tell him like, stop sending me like babies dying on TikTok. I can't do it. Like I'm freaking the fuck out every single time I go on TikTok. Yeah, I get it. Cause I was really glad when I saw you guys did that. Um, the swim training, what is it called again? Um, ISR. Yes. I was cause I had an experience with my first where he almost drowned um, right in my husband is a rescue swimmer. Just let you know. Um, oh my God. Again. And it was the scariest thing. He was, he was underwater, and I don't know how. I was inside doing like college work, and my my kids were out in the pool with him, and he took his floaties off and went down. And he turned his back and down the guy in the water, and he was under the water. And I don't know how long, but thankfully, we didn't have to do anything like crazy. We just had to check his vitals. Um, I was like shaking him. I'm like, wake up, because he was yeah, oh. and it was scary, and um. So now I have anxiety around that and stuff like that. Um, it just, it's so like, I think that also sparks a lot of my anxiety just in general, stuff like that. Um, and my kids getting too close to one, I'm like, don't run, don't do this, don't do that. And he's like, it's fine. We have to like learn how dangerous things are. And I'm like, I know, but like. They're your kids. I, I'm like, do you want me to be in a mental hospital? Because like if anything happened to my kids, like I would lose it. 
Oh my God. I I think about that too much. Like if something happened to him, like I just would not want to be here anymore. Like straight up. I would not, I don't, I like, cause I couldn't, I couldn't go every single day. I don't know how parents do it. It makes me so sad. Um, but yeah, the ISR, like that was like a non-negotiable for us because my parents live on the water and they have a pool and like, we're just, we're in Florida and there's literally water everywhere here. And even if we weren't, it would still be a non-negotiable just because like, it can happen anywhere. Like if the neighbors had a pool and he wanders out, like, cause I mean, you know how fast I mean, they Florida, run. You guys have pools everywhere. And I know. Yeah. Lakes and. Not too around them, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened so fast. Like even, and it happened, like he's in ISR or like he's done for the season, but then I think they start again in August for like a refresher, but like, it scares me because it can happen. Like, obviously with yours, it happened. Like we didn't have like a scare scare, but like he fell in the water and like, there's a bunch of adults around and like, he fell in, like he just fell off the front step. Like we were all right there. And like, we weren't paying attention to him, like, like looking at him, but like we saw him and it just happened so fast. But I'm like, dude, if there was like more people here or like, if he didn't make a sound, like the worst could happen, but he did exactly what he was taught to do. And he turned right over and, and floated and we just grabbed him right up and he was fine. But I'm like, it's, it's a non-negotiable. And I, I think people, because he cried for the first, like, he cried pretty much every single time, the whole time. And it's like five weeks long. So I think people are also worried about like, oh, is that considered cried out? But I'm like, I don't consider that cried out because like his trainers or his uh, whatever instructors right there holding him the whole time. And also like, he's not crying because he's not being tended to. He's crying because he's learning a new skill, which is uncomfortable. And that's his only way of communication. Scared. I mean, yeah. it would be scary. So, and it's not like you're doing like to go to sleep. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I had, I had no issue with it. It honestly wasn't even that bad, like watching him. I think the first time I like cried a little bit because it was like just hearing him cry for that long but it doesn't make me uncomfortable watching him. Like I float with him every time we get in the pool, like before everybody gets in the pool, I go and like do a couple floats with him just to like refresh him. And, um, and I don't have a problem with it at all. Um, because I just know that like, it's for the greater good, like it's for a good reason. And yeah. Yeah. I would so. be doing the same thing. I lived in Pensacola for like five years. I- okay. That's where I was born. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad was in the Navy, so I was born at that oh. Naval Hospital up there. Was he an officer? I don't know what he was, but he was on subs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I worked on base for a little bit, right? And then I reconnected with my husband, who we were on deployment together, and I hated him. And then oh. <laughs> it was going to divorce, and we went back up. And yeah, I, I worked on base, like, right next to him. He was on the Blue Angels at the time. And um, I can't even tell you how many people go through that phase, but they shut down that, that naval hospital where they built the babies. Like, they don't deliver babies. Well, they didn't shut it down. They, the labor and delivery, the phone's gone. So, no more Probably happy. for the better, because yeah. my mom had, like, a terrible... She had two terrible... Um, I wouldn't... Well, 
And I wouldn't say it. I mean, everybody's trauma is different, but she did say like, they wouldn't let her get an epidural because she was too far along. And then they gave her like, um, they didn't really give her any choices basically. So they did like an episiotomy, um, while she was like, obviously not numb and all that stuff. And she said it was also like a teaching hospital or something. So she had a bunch of nurses and the nurse was the one who did it wrong. And yeah, so she, uh, tiny like there wasn't that many births there like they were slowly phasing it out and now it's yeah it's done and they have a sacred heart and that now that's slowly going so yeah there's a it's changed a lot and there's um we didn't do we did the beach more Obviously, I didn't really let them go out that far, but we didn't do any of that training. Um, but we did like swim training. We need to get the twins in because they try to just jump into pools. Because I mean, we really have not gotten out much with them because everything was shut down for so long. Yeah. So, like, if we do end up like getting a pool later on, which we plan on doing, I'm 100% gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely worth it. And especially like, even if you don't go to pools that often, I would say it's, it's worth it for your peace of mind. Cause like, what if you, what if you do, you know, or like, you know, you just never know. So that was a non-negotiable for us for sure. Yeah. Our neighbors, um, they have one, but they just, it was fenced around, but then they just put another fence around the back there. So I was like, thank God. Cause I feel like yeah. definitely tried to get it. <laughs> Yeah. So we're, um, we're actually renting our house right now with no pool, but we just bought a house that is on the water and has a pool. And so like, I just went on Amazon and bought like, cause it doesn't have a fence around the pool or anything. It's caged like on the outside, mm-hmm. but there's no like fence around the pool and they just did like new pavers before we bought it. So I'm not like gonna drill holes in for the, the pool. Um, that you stick into the yeah yeah like I'm it's it it's very expensive too so anyways I went on Amazon and just bought like all these like door charms like you know or the door chimes the a little mm-hmm. alarms so like if the slider ever like it's like a magnet so like um if it ever like opens then it like dings really yeah. loud so I bought like six of them for every single door <laughs> that leads outside and then like the the pool cage too because like if he opens the pool cage or whatever, then, and then like, we're also going to put a fence, dude, if this thing chimes one more time, um, we're also going to put a fence like by the water too. So yeah, we're, uh, we're making sure that he does not drown. That's for sure. Oh man. Yeah. I would be so, I'm like, this area is weird. So I don't know if you know where I live, but it's like, I live in North Carolina, but like on the border of Chesapeake and like Virginia Beach area. Okay. No, I, I, I've never been up there, so I don't know. Yeah. So it's like this little, I live in a little town because it's cheaper and I can, I have to drive over there anyway in this area. It's so spread out and I'm an hour from that. Yeah. Place. So I'm like right in the middle of everything and it's just swampland out here. <laughs> okay, so I'm like rewatching um Outer Banks yeah. and um like how far are you from that? Okay, so that show is actually filmed in South Carolina. Oh, okay. That's what's interesting. I'm like 
That doesn't look like Outer Banks because I'm always down there. So I'm close to like Southern Shores. Like my one of my best friends, Kelly, she lives down in Kill Devil Hills. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that, but no. Talk, uh, KDH, and like I've been down to Mantio for like consults, and like it's that's the main area that I go. But if you go farther down Outer Banks. It probably looks more like the show, but like where I am, it does not look like the show. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of funny because everyone that's from there is like, that doesn't look like it at all. Yeah, well, so there's a there's a um, a reality show that they did on MTV, Siesta Key. Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah. <laughs> You're what? My friend Jared is on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, this is the name. Jared who? Oh, wait, what's, what's his last name? Kelderman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's so, it's so crazy, because, like, Caden uh, went to high school with a bunch of the kids, and, like, I know them just, like, from being around and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's funny, because, like, I feel like the first season, which I've only ever watched, like, one episode of it, Yeah. Um, but I feel like the first season, they would kind of, like, say that they were on Siesta Key when really they'd be in, like, Bradenton, which is, like, where we live, and stuff like that like just little things that they would like you know that show is so messy yeah I don't I can't watch it but um, I'm not like a huge reality tv person and then like just knowing all of them and knowing that it's not like yeah really real I'm like stories yeah yeah it's really funny because so the command that he was in Jared's so Jared's brother was in the command with him the same um squadron and then I was on deployment with them. And then I first met Jared on deployment right before he joined. And then we became friends. Like, he has pictures, like, with my son. Like, I used to make him go shopping in Maine. <laughs> That's so, it's such a small world. That's it's so funny because really, Caden, really I think, I think Caden is, he's not, he wasn't on, like, the last couple of seasons, I think. No. Or, like, the last, yeah. But he was on a couple of them. And um, I think Caden was friends with him or, I don't know, I knew him from, like mutual friends or whatever but such a small world that's so funny it really is like it's kind of crazy it's wild and then I have a lot of friends from Florida my ex-husband's from Coral Springs okay a lot of people he's on the opposite side but like and then I have friends that from New York that I grew up with that live near you and then I have other friends like literally Florida is huge but like it's weird how everybody's like everyone knows each other yeah Yeah. it's weird yeah so I have a lot of like friends down there that know people that were on the show or yeah (laughs) I know it's weird it's really weird and then same with like Real Housewives of New Jersey my oh you know some people on there like lives in the same neighborhood as them as a lot of like Melissa and all them I don't know and I don't know. I don't watch those at all, so I have no idea who anybody if is. If you watch like any Real Housewife, you have to watch that one because that was hilarious. Really? <laughs> it's so that one's messy too, but like it's yeah. Fun. In my opinion, I think it's funny. Yeah. Like, how do you watch this? I'm losing brain cells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how like that's how I was when I was watching when I would watch the Kardashians, like because it would just be on. <laughs> and like I don't even think Netflix was a thing. I'm like, dude, I like feel myself getting dumber watching this show like I can't do it yeah. that's like the background noise type of show yeah 
For okay. sure. <laughs> okay, so we um, just started talking about random stuff at the end, and then I just stopped recording because it was already an hour and a half. So um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and got some good information out of it. Um, I will link the pages that I find most helpful for baby sleep and like responsiveness and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to parenting in the show notes. So definitely take a look at that. My favorite, um, I would say is probably Hey Baby Sleep and Co-Sleepy. Um, there's also Happy Co-Sleeper and Taylor Kulik and some other, um, pages that I'll definitely link for you, but I think this is a really important topic. And I, this is stuff that, um, I think a lot of new moms and parents really need to hear that the answer is not always to sleep train and to, especially to cry it out. I think that's um, pretty barbaric. And I don't think that that's a really good way to, um, quote unquote, teach your baby to sleep. Um, you can't teach a baby to sleep. A baby is already born knowing how to sleep. Um, and you practicing any sort of cry it out or like even just check-ins like timed check-ins or things like that. Um, that's not teaching your baby to sleep. It's teaching your, your baby that you're not going to come back. And so that they stop, um, they stop crying out for you basically. And a lot of people who are really biased, um, in favor of sleep training, they will probably say that that's not true and that's fear mongering. And that's not the way to look at sleep training. And the best gift that you can give yourself and your baby is to sleep train. And that's just not true. I think we need to, um, quit the bullshit basically and stop telling new moms that their only option is to sleep train because it's not. And, um, your baby is not going to need you to sleep forever. It may take a year or a little bit longer for some babies. It really depends on their temperament. Temperament is a huge thing when it comes to babies and their sleep, um, and anything that's just their personality. So, um, I think, that this is a really important topic and I'm glad that I am using this platform to talk about it. And, um, I think we should all stop, um, contributing to the postpartum anxiety and depression. And I literally couldn't tell you where my mental health would be. It would not be in a good place if I didn't figure out how to bed share or co-sleep safely. Um, it quite literally saved my life. And so if I can spread that positivity and information on how to do it safely with new moms, then I'm doing my job right. And, um, I can't tell you how many people have messaged me so far, even before this episode, obviously, and said like, thank you so much for sharing these resources and letting me know that it's okay to like bed share with my baby. Um, I never wanted to sleep train. And honestly, sometimes you can try sleep training. Like I talk about in the episode, like you can try to sleep. I tried, I tried to see how crew would do with it. And he just didn't take to it. He didn't, it not like nothing worked. He is just, um, it just doesn't work with every baby. And, um, I think it's really sad to group every single baby into the same category when, we're so quick to say every baby is so different and every baby's milestones are different. They reach them at different stages in life and different ages. Um, but we're going to sell a sleep program or a snoo, um, a sleep device 
that is fit for every single baby. Um, and I stand by my statement when I said that nobody makes money when you breastfeed and when you co-sleep because it's true or when you bed share. Um, these sleep trainers are not selling courses to people who bed share. Um, formula companies, companies are not making money if you breastfeed, obviously. And I think they go hand in hand, baby sleep and breastfeeding. So if breastfeeding is like a goal for you. Um, I definitely would stray away from sleep training because if your baby is sleeping through the night at four months and not waking up, not only is that not good for their brain um, to prevent against fatalities, their brain is arousing often on purpose. It is perfectly designed to keep them awake so that if something were wrong, if they were too hot, too cold, um, an illness or something that they wake up and call out for help. Um, anyways, if your baby is sleeping through the night for 12 hours and you're not relieving your breasts, then your milk is going to significantly decrease. Um, breast milk is on a supply and demand basis. So the more you remove, the more that you produce. And if you're not removing any all night, then your milk is going to go down. So that's why, um, you heard Gina say that a lot of moms stop breastfeeding, um, really early. And that's because they're losing their supply because of sleep. And um, they feel a lot of pressure for their baby to sleep through the night right away when that's just not developmentally true. And most babies, I mean, I don't even sleep through the night. So how am I going to put this pressure on my child, my infant, um, who's so new to the world and needs my skin and warmth and heartbeat and comfort to feel safe in the world? How am I going to expect him to sleep in a dark room in a crib all alone for 12 hours straight and not need any help? I think it's a huge disconnect in our society these days. And um, it's pretty sad to see um, the push, even with not even online, but with parents like um, our parents or grandparents or friends saying, oh, well, I did it and it worked perfectly for me and my kid turned out fine. Um, and that's a whole nother conversation of, well, what's fine? Um, what's fine in your eyes? And do they have attachment issues because they were left to cry for hours um, so that the parent can get sleep, you know? Um, but Anyways, I think this is kind of a hot topic and I know that I tiptoed like around my fitness episode and I got some people saying like, listen, I really loved your message, but I really wish that you would just like say what you mean and, you know, kind of say like, screw everybody and just say what you mean. So this one is really just saying what I mean. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm sorry if you got, if you are offended by it, but that's why I put the little um, trigger warning at the beginning because I'm not saying that every single person who decided to sleep train is malicious and doesn't care about their baby. That's not what I'm saying at all. I just think that there are more resources out there that we should be sharing with parents to know that sleep training is not the only answer. So anyways, that's my little ramble at the end of this episode. I hope you guys liked it and I hope you guys got some good information. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to be doing a giveaway pretty soon, so, um, once I hit 100K, I want P 
people to subscribe to the podcast, give me a five-star rating and follow me on TikTok and Instagram to be entered. So make sure that you guys are doing all of those things and um, I will pick a winner when I hit 100K. I'll be giving away like a shitload of um, beauty products that I have um, just collected over the years and or not over the years, but over like the past year. So, um, they are unopened obviously. So thank you guys for your continuous support of the podcast and all of our channels. And I'm really happy to be doing this and I will see you next time.